Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. I want to thank the guys for showing up for Hour 1. Guy Talk was a lot of fun today, as it usually is. And this hour, I get to have uh, John and Pam Bloom as my guests. We call this Deep Thinker Thursday. And boy, it's uh, we always do church when the blooms come on. And today will be no exception. And I think you're going to really, really like what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we're going to be remembering many people today, many things. And we're going to be uh, focusing on... Um, what's going on in the world right now and how we can uh, navigate our way through it. So that's the plan. And I'm always open to receiving uh, input from you, whether it's a question or a comment, you can always send a text to 877-93-FAITH, especially if you hear one of us say something you would like clarification on. That's always a good time to just say, would you say more about that? You can also email me, bill at myfaithradio.com. Those are the options. We'll take a very short break, and when we come back, we'll welcome John and Pam Bloom onto the show. If you're a longtime Faith Radio listener, you may be listening right now on an AM signal. Keep listening there if you like, but there is another option. Faith Radio is available to listen to live on an FM signal. To find the Faith Radio FM frequency where you live, go to MyFaithRadio.com and look under the About tab. Then click on How to Listen and you'll see the full list of FM stations throughout the Faith Radio network. Keep growing in your faith with Faith Radio on FM. Connecting faith to life every day. True spirituality begins with an accurate picture of God. True spirituality is built on the principle of relationship is the core. And if you want a good definition of it, it literally is loving God and loving people 24-7 from the heart. Faith Radio. I guess that's kind of deep thinker music. Get us in the mood. John and Pam Bloom are my guests, and you know they are regular. They come on once a month. I can hardly wait. I don't know about you, but I'm missing my peeps. I don't get to see people, and the guys come in for guy talk, and John and Pam come in when we do deep thinker Thursday, but not so much anymore. So they're coming to us from their home studio today, probably their living room, huh? John, Pam, welcome. (laughs) Good to be here, Bill. Where are you guys set up at home? Are you in the living room or the kitchen? Where are you? I need to picture where you are. Well, we're actually up in the corner of our bedroom because we have a fair, fairly active household. Um, we've got some of our <laughs> adult children and their and their children um, who are doing the stay-at-home thing with us, which is wonderful, but it makes the main floor uh, a bit Hectic. too loud to be able to do this. Yeah, well, thank you. And Pam, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks. Good, good, good. Now, I know we've talked about a number of things we were going to discuss today, and I think we've uh, decided that we're going to focus a little bit on how we navigate our way through what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, every everybody is talking about the the global pandemic and 
you know, how it's affecting us. And, you know, I mean, so, so people are probably getting COVID fatigue, my guess is, um, because it's all over the news. It's dominating everything. And so Pam and I were debating whether we wanted to do something related to it. But, but um, we, we just felt like, like where we're, where we're at in our own, in our own processing, we just felt like what we should do is, is try to bring things to mind, remember things that are going to help push us out of ourselves and remember others in the midst of this, um, this pandemic, because it has a tendency to make us want to sort of close in, you know, and, and, kind of in our cave and and be self-protective and 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 probably introspective and and if any if people are like me um when you get introspective you're probably overly introspective and so what we need is help to think think outside and so yeah we, we just we just have some thoughts on remembering i love that idea and i love everything you've said so far so i think we're um going in the right direction because you're so correct when you get uh, alone and you get more introspective, um, you don't always process things uh, as well as you could or should. Maybe I'm now speaking for myself. Well, I think it, in my observation, um, it's the rare person who stays balanced um, when they're by themselves right. <laughs> and when they're in their own heads, um, living in their own heads. I think it's very rare. Uh, you're very, you know, people who are like that have probably gone through a lot of suffering in order to get to a place where um, the Lord has helped craft things inside of them so that they are are thinking about others as opposed to themselves. There's usually a lot of of discipling work that goes on to get us to that place. Mm-hmm. And so we all. We're all in process there. Nobody is perfect. We all need help to remember other people besides ourselves in the midst of of crisis. All right. All right. So as, yeah, go, go ahead, please. All right. As we were talking, we're just like we're welcoming the time of reflection. It's actually there's elements of it that are good to uh, to have quiet. It's probably an odd answer to prayer to have time and space to to reflect when we may not have a lot of that. Um, and we, we hear a lot of this is an opportunity and, and not to waste it. But like John said, it, it is a, a little, can be a little too much introspection. And, and with this many days into the quarantine, it's like we're past the the retreat stage and we've, we're hunkered down, we're instructed to, but we need some purpose in it and to like a pause to evaluate where we doing too much and need to look outside and be creative how we can do that. Okay, I love this. Now, I, we didn't get a chance to chat before the show, so uh, I know, John, you wrote this great uh, article for DesiringGod.org, When a Pandemic Falls on the Poor. Did we want to start there today? Yeah, I think that'd be a good a good place to start, because um, for one thing, that's that's what is fueling our reflections. So I think that's where we start, is is remembering the poor. And um, what I mean by that, I have a, I have a there's all sorts of ways in which we're called to remember the poor, um, but I have the 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 global uh, those those who are are living in the in in the areas of the world 
where they're every day they're living on the edge and um and they don't have stimulus package money coming their way at all they're if they don't go out and and try to find work it's subsistence poor or destitute poor um and there are just hundreds and hundreds of millions of them and and many of them are christians and they're living in very 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 difficult situations uh, and and the and uh, the Bible calls us to remember the poor. Now the way the, the way what got me thinking about this is, you know, back a long time ago in the mid '80s, when I was 20 years old, I served for a while with Youth of the Mission in a in a large Asian city in, in a in a very poor area. And, um, I got to know a family there and they were, they were Christians and, uh, part of the church that the, that we were, you know, um, helping to, to support and working with in that area. And, um, I've managed to stay in contact with this particular family for, for 35 years. Actually the first generation, the people, uh, the, the people who were parents of their children back then, um, and who are in their early 40s have now passed away. And so my contact is with the next generation, their kids, that I, that when I was there, they were very little. <laughs> um, and um, we have stayed in contact with them. We we have a, a, a good friendship with them, and we we uh, seek to help support them because they're in, they live in a very, very uh, difficult situation. And, um, and they're wonderful. But when the lockdown happened in this particular Asian city, uh, when the coronavirus epidemic hit, um, it created all sorts of problems for them. And, and they're just representatives to me of hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of people in all kinds, all places in the world. And so, um, it, there's a there's a text in Galatians 2:10, where Paul is writing, and he's he's recounting how he when he he went down to Jerusalem and he set before them that his understanding of the gospel as he as the Lord had revealed it to him, and those who were in Jerusalem, Peter and others, gave their stamp of approval, and when they were sending Paul and Barnabas off to go reach the Gentile world. They said, only remember the poor. And so we need to, to take that um, because from the very beginning of the Christian church, there has been a call to remember the poor. Don't, don't forget the poor. All right. And I'm, I'm even thinking of the poor and how the poor is getting pushed further and further to the brink. I think there was some report from the UN said that the uh, pandemic can push um, 130 million people to the brink of starvation. So yeah, there's a, a it's very serious. So so the the choices that they're making um, in in many places in the world is are we going to st- are we going to obey the the lockdown the government lockdown orders and starve? or disobey that potentially be infected or infect others, but try to help our families live. It's a, it's these folks are living in, in, 
and dealing with choices that um, are unthinkable for, for those of us who are living in the relatively affluent West or very affluent West and who's, you know, we might not think of ourselves as affluent in our own, you know, in our own context, but we are almost everybody that lives in, in the United States, even our, the people who would be in the lower classes in the United States would be remarkably wealthy for, for right. most, most of the world. And so, um, we're hearing a lot about, you know, and, and rightly so, the, the places that are that in our country that are being affected horribly, like New York and New, and New Jersey and other places like that, where they where the ravaging and uh, and it's good to and it's good to remember. Um, but there's a massive amount of humanity outside the realm of our visibility. We only hear about them in generalities. Um, but who desperately need help. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. we just want to remember, we want to remember them. Yeah. Um, let me take during... a, let me take a little break and we'll come back. Uh, John and Pam Bloomer, my guests, Deep Thinker Thursday. We'll be right back. Always glad to have John and Pam Bloom on the show. Deep Thinker Thursday is what we call it. And I think we should, I'd love to get back to your uh, article that you wrote in DesiringGod.org when the pandemic falls on the poor. These numbers are are, are so troubling. Um, so we're at, you know, the point where there could be a, a billion, up to a billion people who are truly, truly struggling with either starvation or extreme hunger. Yeah. And so... Um, I think I think that what we want to do is put this in the in the Christian framework. Like why, like why should we? Why should they be our problem, right? So we have a lot of problems on our own. Why should they be our problem? And and here's and I mean people are really feeling it right now because unlike normal, we have a massive amount of unemployment now in the United States. We haven't seen this since the Great Depression, and we've got um, a lot of people who have lost their jobs or their jobs are furloughed and they're and they're. And they don't have the income they have. It, you know, the, the question is why should we, why should we remember these folks? We got a lot of problems here, and um, and the reason we remember that is not only because there are instructions to do so, um, but Jesus Himself uh, lived it out. He 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 modeled it. So so God shows His heart for the poor because in comparison to God, we are all all poor. And so what, what Jesus did when when he came here was um was he was though and 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 uh, Paul talks about this in Philippians chapter 2 he was rich he became poor. He emptied himself um taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men being found in human form he humbled himself to the point of death. Now, when he humbled himself, he was he came as a peasant. He was born into a peasant family in a backwater town. He went during his public ministry. Um, he refused to monetize his ministry. He was he was giving it away free, um, and he was living off the charitable gifts of supporters. We know that because in Luke chapter eight, it talks about how 
there were some prominent women who were helping support their work. Um, and he taught that those who are poor in, in Luke chapter six and those who are poor in spirit, uh, Matthew chapter five. So these are from the Sermon of the Mount. Though the poor are blessed, the poor in spirit are blessed because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And he healed, he performed miracles for those who are destitute, afflicted, and across the spectrum needy. So, so Jesus, Jesus demonstrates God's heart for the poor. And he wasn't living wealthy himself. He was living in faith, in God's provision and giving um, to help support those who were poor. And uh, and the church carried that on, right? So so we we just talked about how the from the very early beginnings they they were to remember the poor, and all the way through history, the church has often been on the forefront of meeting the needs of the poor and the sick, and that's because we get that right from from Jesus, mm. and we and it's not only the people who are around us who we happen to know, um, when. When Paul was going around the, the Gentile world, he was taking a collection for the poor in Judea. And, pe- and they were in, the, in those days, that would have been people who would have lived, you know, hundreds of miles away. They might have they might as well have been on the other side of the world. And so and so they were taking collections and giving to poor that they didn't know, had never seen. And uh, and that has been modeled all throughout history. So, so it, it's just part of our DNA as Christians is to give, to remember the poor and to give out of our own, even out of our own, um, need. We, we know that the Macedonians, uh, Paul, Paul talks about this in his letter to, to the Corinthians when he, when he's describing the Macedonians, those in Philippi who out of their, their significant poverty overflowed with a wealth of generosity and contributed to the needs of the poor in Judea. And so even if even in our poverty, relative poverty, even in our need, um, we were able to we were called to give and uh, and to exercise faith and to live generously. And so um, yeah, that's just that's the that's what the article is largely about. Um, I, I say more about these things uh, in the article. And uh, people can go and, and uh, read it themselves. It's called When a Pandemic Falls on the Poor at DesiringGod.org. Um, but I'm just here to say I'm stirring up. Pam and I are stirring each other up. And we just felt like we should help our brothers and sisters out there just to say, remember the poor, um, especially those who are destitute mm-hmm. and have no, no place to turn. And John and Pam, I also want to say that there are so many listeners who might be in a pretty dire financial situation right now who are listening, thinking, I would love to help those even worse off than me, but they're not sure if they can put food on the table even tonight. And I just want those listeners to know that collectively, we we want to be praying for you in this hour. So yes. e- even if you are in that difficult financial situation and you're uh, willing to just text the word me to 877-933-2484. We'll collect all those me's that come up in this hour. We'll just pray for them. We're not going to call you by name. We're just going to see how many people respond and say, yeah, that's me. I'm in a pretty tough financial situation. So all you have to do is just text the word me to uh, 877-93-FAITH. And then we want to spend uh, time at the end just 
praying for your specific financial situation. Um, and that's not the only thing that, that people could be suffering from in this uh, time of, of pandemic crisis. Um, you can have challenging relational situations, and I want both of you uh, to talk more about that as well. Yeah, well, that that's the, this idea of remembering the poor has gotten Pam and I to to talk a lot broader about other things we're supposed to remember, and um, and again, the, the context that we're all sharing it's this is really unique um, in our in our these contemporary history, where everybody is sharing together in this common experience of you know quarantined living and um, just recognizing you know an eco- economic crisis and a health crisis and it's got us all thinking about ultimate things hopefully um you know life and death but but um it also has us thinking about like it it, it for i don't know about others out there and i don't know about you bill but it has triggered for us um a fair amount of conversation over issues of like, like not, not only not only where, where should we give to help people who are in need financially, um, which is wonderful, but oftentimes, you know, um, a check is the easiest thing to write to, to meet a need. The harder thing is jumping into or stepping into a relational complexity or need. And um, and that's, that's something else that we need to remember because we are surrounded by people and that, that, that have significant needs. Um, maybe brand new economic needs, or maybe there's relational needs that are getting exacerbated by this, this crisis and the quarantine nature of it. Um, or we are finding ourselves with a new kind of loneliness and it might be, we're starting to remember people who we've had contact with, who we've lost contact with, or maybe we just let things go because of an awkwardness in the relationship or, or whatever it is. Um, and I think Jesus is calling us in this unique time to remember, mm-hmm. remember these things, to step out of ourselves, step out, even though we're, we may be quarantined, maybe we can't go to their house, but we have this technology that allows us to get right to people immediately and, you know, and, and engage with them, even if it's not face to face. All right, I do need to take uh, another break. Uh, John and Pam Bloom are my guests. We call this Deep Thinker Thursday. We want this to be church today. And if you are in that place where you are dealing with some very difficult financial situations, be real curious to see um, how many people want to just text the word ME over to 877-93-FAITH, 877-933-2484. We're not going to call you by name, but we just want to see who we can be specifically praying for. Uh, We know this is very serious, and many people are kind of at wit's end and uh, feeling like they don't know where to turn. So we want you to be comforted. We want to pray for you. So again, if that's you and you want to be part of this um, prayer today, just let me know. Text the word me to 877-933-2484. Welcome back to the show. John and Pam Bloom are my guests. John, of course, is author and co-founder of DesiringGod.org, and we're chatting about 
of the pandemic and how we are navigating our, our way through it as we get it into our own introspective worlds. And the word that's popping up today is the word remember. And as I have uh, thrown out the net, uh, John and Pam, about l- having people who are struggling in very difficult financial situations to text the word me. And I'm asking you to do this too. If you want to be part of just a prayer, we're not going to mention your name, but it's 877-933-2484. Getting a whole bunch of people already texting in. And I've already have a listener saying, I'm already praying for all the me's that text in. How sweet is that? (laughs) It's beautiful. It's how the body of Christ works, huh? That's right. Yes. Yes. So we we were talking on break about um, the people in our lives that are carrying a lot of burdens and it, it can be overwhelming to know how, what to say. And we feel limited because we're, we're all homebound. Um, the normal ways that we would serve and be together were prohibited. Um, but yet our words are still getting through. And I just had a brief text interaction with a friend that's um, pretty overwhelmed. And I felt like I didn't have adequate words to know how to encourage her. I just, I just said a few things to her. But her response was, to me back was words are sweet water for my parched and cracked heart and hands. Mm. And I thought that should be an encouragement to us that the smallest word, though it feels like it's not enough, it's an act of love and it's an expression of God's love to our friends that, that they're seeing that someone is remembering them, that, we're coming alongside as best we can. We are praying for them. If I've had friends text me in the last, even before the pandemic, who are just praying for some things with me, and they have continually sent me scripture and said, I am praying for you. When you can't see it, I feel so much hope for the situation. And re- that's repeatedly brought me to tears. Like, you, you are sharing my burden with me, and you are you're reminding me of the hope that we share. So I just want to encourage us though. We've talked about a lot of heavy things and we might, we don't have the resources for it to help. We really, we really do. Um, can we can share that love and it's powerful. And then um, I also want to highlight a resource that desiring God is sharing. There's a, a new book that John Piper wrote. Help me with the title. Kurt, Kurt. It's it's uh, called Christ and Corona. Christ and Corona. Christ and Coronavirus. And it's just a if you go to the homepage at Desiring God, there's a big bar at the top. It's a free download, free resource. It's been translated into many languages. So, um, just helping folks navigate Corona with Christ. And, and as I was reading it last night, I was just reminded how God's word is how powerful it is. And I will take it out of context where John is applying it to Corona, but um, he's saying it, reminding us from first Peter, how it will last, how it is not broken, strong and true and a firm foundation. When it feels like we don't have a firm foundation, we really, we really do. It is on a rock, not on, on sifting, not on sand that is not a sure foundation. And that, God is a wonderful counselor. 
in his counsel stands forever. His wisdom is excellent. So I was just, I would encourage people to go to that resource and share it with others who are dealing with a lot of anxiety and have questions. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's called Coronavirus in Christ. And if you go to the desiringgod.org site, um, we're given a electronic version away free. You can just, you can just download the electronic version of the book. Um, you can also get the audio book free from us. And so, um, and it's very, it's just, it's a short, it's more like a booklet. Um, it won't, it's not long, um, but it might be really helpful uh, just to, to give some mooring, you know, what, where is Christ in, in this particular, in this particular crisis? Mm-hmm. And uh, John is aware of, 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 you know, but I think with Pam, one thing that Pam, in which you just said that I found really helpful is, you know, when you, when you talk about the global pandemic and you talk about the global poor and there's hundreds and hundreds of millions of people who are like, yeah, that's, that's all true. And it's, that's so big and abstract that it's hard to know. Okay. So what, what do I do to, to make any difference? Um, the really, we're not called to do most of what we're called, we're called to do is not heroic. It's just, it's, it's just being willing to step out of ourselves and say something encouraging. So like Pam encouraged a dear friend of ours in, in a difficult, really difficult situation. And it brought help to that person. Um, if we're, if we're going to try to give to bring relief to the poor, we just do the next thing. It's just a, it's just a couple of clicks and you don't have to give a lot. If you don't have a lot, just give what you can. And it will do some good. God knows how to multiply the loaves and the fish. Mm-hmm. He knows how to empower words and give encouragement. You know, we, we can we can trust the Holy Spirit to do the work. We don't have to feel carry the burden. But it's just doing the next thing. Not not allowing ourselves to be overwhelmed with I don't know what to do and I don't know how to do this and I might not say it right or I might not give to the right place. Just step out in faith and do something. Do something loving. When Jesus, when somebody asks, okay, Jesus, give me an example of loving your neighbor. Who's my neighbor? And Jesus brought out this, this story, this parable of the Good Samaritan, where, this, where, you know, two religious guys were too busy to get involved in the complex problem of this guy lying in the middle of the road. They had other things to do. The Samaritan, who would have been his cultural adversary, this man's cultural adversary, steps in and just does what's in front of him. He helps the man, he takes him to an inn, cares for him. And uh, and that's such a beautiful example because it, uh, even our, like our Good Samaritan thing, it may not look like a man in the middle of the road. It just might look like a person that needs a text <laughs> or a person that needs a phone call, or, or it might need, or you, you just realize I need to take a a meal to this person or, or, you know, this friend who's out of a job, I really haven't checked in with them to find out how they're doing. And, and, uh, I should check in and see how they're, they're doing and if they can put a meal on the table. You know, like It's just taking the next step and being willing to put ourselves in some awkward, what might feel awkward positions just to serve. And, uh, and, and so we can do that. We don't have to be heroes here. We just need to be willing to step out of ourselves and remember others. Remember them, which is the hardest thing to do when you feel like you're absorbed with your own problems. Yeah. 
Pam? We have fresh we have fresh a fresh example this morning. I just had a, a text from a friend that I haven't talked to in almost maybe two years, year and a half. And it was such a timely word of encouragement from her that she was thinking of me, asking how I'm doing. We had a very meaningful text inter- exchange. And then I just got off the phone and I just thanked God for her. And immediately I was moved to tears and I texted her and she said, I feel the same way. Like it's touching very tender spots where we're each carrying pain and we didn't expect to cry after that. But just to know I was loved and remembered by her. And I, it was a reminder to me. And I think it wasn't a mistake that that happened today that I would say to the audience, ask God, who do you want me to reach out to that I haven't talked to for a while? Maybe it's a someone I maybe you've had a strained relationship with, or I haven't talked to for a while. If there's lots of obstacles and people like, well, they're dealing with a lot. I shouldn't bother them. Maybe we should and just express kindness. And it, it probably will mean more than we know to take a small risk. I would agree so, with both of that, you on that. You keep yeah. it simple and you express a very easy to grasp point, which I appreciate. Remember, I love that word. That word's going to be stuck in my brain for a long time. Just remember And, you know, let's talk about how we can step into someone else's pain um, when we have our own pain. You know, sometimes uh, we we might be reluctant because the other person's discomfort may scare us away a little bit. So how do we step into that when we think, well, I got my own stuff? Here's here's what happens. And and this is the way we all are. Okay, so so. Um, like I'm, I'm dealing like in my own private life, I've got some issues that I'm wrestling through that, that are pushing buttons of fear side. Okay. And when buttons get pushed, I don't want to talk to other people. I don't want to reach out to other people. I don't want to like, cause I got like, I go to introspective places and kind of want to self protect. Um, and I find that, although, you know, we all know that there are times when that, when you need to you need to do that. You know, I'm not, I don't want to burden anybody. There's probably people who are carrying extraordinary burdens and please, please these, you know, listen carefully to the spirit and don't, don't assume any, any burden upon yourself coming over the the radio waves that isn't coming from the Holy spirit. Um, but many of us need to be pushed to stop being so consumed with our fears, because typically the things that we're afraid of and we're afraid are going to happen if we if we engage somebody else or whatever, those hardly ever happen. Hmm. Fear has a way of distorting our perceptions. We we don't see things right. We don't feel things right. And often if in the middle of that, we step out and do something that's loving, that actually is engaging somebody else, it helps us kind of move beyond our own internal problems where we feel like we, you know, we need to protect and nurse and care for or whatever, we find, we find that it's healthy. You know, it's, we, and that, and that the things we're afraid of don't really come true. And so, um, I just, so you're, what you're hearing is, is you're, you're asking, how do we do that? Well, oftentimes it's confronting this big feeling 
this fear thing that kind of keeps us from doing things um, that's that looks a lot bigger than it actually is. And we've got to lean into love. We've got to lean into love and remember others and press through and not believe, not believe what fear tells us. And uh, and be willing to, to to do something kind, to be willing. And it's it's amazing how we're wired, how God made us. Because when we are loving one another, um, when we do acts of love for others, when it's a sacrifice for us to do it, um, it almost everybody who steps into those things will say, man, that was really good for me. <laughs> God knows. God is, God is, a, is the is the great physician, and he knows us. He's the great psychologist. He knows us. He knows the way we're wired, and he knows, you know, the best thing for you right now might be to stop thinking about you and start thinking about them and do something kind for them. Give to this person in need. Call this person. Text this person. Zoom. Have a Zoom meeting or a FaceTime meeting with this person. Connect. Love them. Care for them. Pursue their good. And, uh, and in the process, we find our own burdens lifting and, and or maybe coming into just more true perspective, but just not as big um, and all-consuming as they seem to us when we're just living inside our head. I like. I like a lot. Um, I'd love to do an experiment where somebody, a uh, listener, would call someone that they're remembering and then report on how it went because... I can almost <laughs> promise and guarantee it's going to be pretty good. I can't say it will turn out great, but it most likely turn out pretty good. People love being remembered. Yeah, and Pam and I were telling, as we were getting ready for this, um, and thinking about these things ourselves, we began to make a list of, like, like okay, well, what are we going to do? Like, this is this is good. You know, we've done some things. But we need to press beyond. We need to, like, and so, um, you know, I just, I just throw that out. Like, we're, we're not, we not hold ourselves, we're not holding ourselves up as examples of great examples of love and great examples of pushing beyond. We're, we're all called to stir up one, uh, one another to love and good works, or, um, you know, outdo one another in showing honor. We've got all these, these things. We, we need to exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today. Um, and, and so what, what this is all about is not, nobody's a hero. I, I doubt, uh, maybe somebody out there is, uh, but, but most of us are not, we're ordinary people with our, with, with dealing with a pathological selfishness, which is part of the human condition. And we need to encourage one another to, to, to push and, and we gotta, and it's gotta move beyond the idea of, oh yeah, that's good. I really need to do that to, okay, what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. What, what? What's up, what am I going to do today before I go to bed that's going where I'm going to push myself outside and t- and reach somebody who who I know I should connect with and what can I do today before I go to bed that might relieve somebody who's very poor in some part of the world I like that um, let me take my last so yeah let me take my last break uh, John and Pam Bloom are my guests and we want to uh, pay attention in particular to someone Who's listening who might be in a very difficult financial situation? You just want us to pray for you. If that's you and you feel moved to do so, just text the word me. And we're not going to bring up your name. We're not going to 
send you anything. We're just going to see how many people are coming forward saying, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm in a tough situation. So text the word me to 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. with John and Pam Bloom. We call this uh, Deep Thinker Thursday. We do this once a month, and I always enjoy it. It's like we're doing church, which I always look forward to. Uh, John and Pam, a whole bunch of people have texted the word me saying, yeah, 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 I'm, that's me. I'm in a tough situation financially. I've got some heavy financial concerns, and I would love, uh, Pam, if you'd be willing to, to pray for these dear listeners who have got a, an urgent need. Yeah, my pleasure. Lord Jesus, we together call on your name and ask that you would draw, especially near by the power of your spirit, be present with these dear friends. Would you remind them that you are their dearest friend? Would you give them expressions of your personal care your attentiveness to them. May they receive it as a personal message from you as they open your word. Would you illuminate and give them gifts of faith that it would be not familiar and old, but fresh and new and pertinent to the needs of this moment. Would you renew hope to those who have mm-hmm. hope that is weak and, and drained? Would you bear their burdens, cause people around them who know of their needs to come alongside and would you provide miraculously for their needs? Or would you give comfort? Would you deliver from from heavy anxiety and fear? Would your, would your spirit come and minister to them? Give them uh, grace and humility to share if they haven't shared in, in a partnership among the body of Christ. As we're divided, would you bring us together so that those needs are not secret and that we, are not, we know that we're not hidden from you, but we would be um, more seen by the body. Thank you for how you will answer these give perseverance, strength, and endurance through this, and we'll give you the glory. Praise your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Pam, so much for for praying for those who are in a difficult financial situation. I know there are many uh, that did not text in the word me, but they are in that group, so I appreciate uh, the prayer. And I just want to go back to really what has been the kind of the some of the central thoughts of our hour together. If people have just joined into the conversation, we want to be remembering. We want to remember those who are in, in difficult financial situations and remember those who might be in a, in a very challenging relational situation. I mean, I know there's plenty of people who are in homes right now that feel stressed out about being in the home all the time with each other. Mm. And there's a new, yeah. a new set of That's problems right. or new pro- or problems have resurfaced 
because of that that time under tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, yeah, may God give us grace to 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 just live generously. That's like Jesus. We know Jesus had all those things: relational tensions, um, you know, very complex issues and relationships that he was that he was dealing with. Um, always confronted with the hardest problems, the most, you know, the sickest people, whatever. And uh, yeah, he was, you know, is the son of God, um, but he was also human, walked and, and, uh, and so he experienced all those things. And he wants us to walk in the same manner that, that he walked, which is trusting the father in times of great crisis and in times of, of prosperity um, to, to trust God that, and that God will provide all our needs, no matter what situation we're in, in, in plenty or want. He will provide all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, as it says in Philippians 4 and 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the best way to muster the courage to press beyond ourselves? Because I know we get introspective when we get more time alone and there's fewer distractions and we get alone with our thoughts and we need to muster the courage to go, I need to get outside myself and start connecting and or start remembering those. And it might just mean picking up the phone tonight. Any uh, word of encouragement? Yep. Well, I'm, I'm just going to encourage people to do what Pam and I are encouraging one another to do, which is, which is um, before you go to bed tonight or maybe before the, the uh, you know, before, before six o'clock, Determine. I'm, we're talking Central Time Zone. I'm not sure if everybody's in the same time zone, but but um, uh, make sure to to say I'm going to do this this one or these two things before the day ends to connect with somebody and to relieve somebody else's burden. Something small doesn't be huge, um, but lean in, lean into the the resistance that you feel inside, lean into the fear that you might feel, um, and and. Ask God for grace and step into it and uh, and see what he will do. That's what we're stirring ourselves mm-hmm. to do, to remember. Mm-hmm. Remember the poor and to remember the poor in spirit. John, I know we're just about out of time. Um, I know there's all these encouragement that you've offered listeners. Would you pray now to give them the next step, which is take action? Yeah. Well, God, um, I'm... I put myself and Pam and Bill, all of us just under this request because we all need your help. We all are carrying various burdens and we all, um, we all need courage. We need to hear what you said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. And being courageous, Lord, you, is, not, is, is not the feeling of courage. It's acting against fear, not trusting what fear is saying, trusting your promises and stepping in to the truth. Would you give us grace to do that? And Lord, as we, as we step out to do what you say, which is to love one another as you have loved us and obey that commandment, would you lift the burdens that we're carrying? Would you put them in proper perspective? Would you meet our needs? Um, as we seek to get our eyes off ourselves and onto others. And uh, and let it be true of all of us that, that they will know that we are your disciples by the way we love one another. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you so much uh, for coming on and doing the show. Uh, blessings on you and your family tonight. If you want to go read John's article, When a Pandemic Falls on the Poor, you can head over to DesiringGod.org. And that's uh, was published April 16th, just a couple days ago. So, uh, John, Pam, have a great, wonderful night. I'll see you uh, again next month. Great. Thanks, Bill. Good okay. to hear your voice. God bless. Thank you so much. That wraps up our show for the day. But coming up tonight now, we've got a live stream event that I will be hosting, and it starts at 7 p.m. Central Time. And it will be uh, Dr. Peter Kapsner and Dr. Jim Bilby will be my guests, and it's going to be all about you. So whatever you want to talk about, let us know. You can send me texts right now at 877-933-2484. You can email me, bill at myfaithradio.com. We'll... Uh, We'll address whatever questions or concerns you have. It's going to be a fun night to hang out with us. It's going to be uh, starting at 7 o'clock tonight. Go to MyFaithRadio.com. There'll be a little button. You'll just you'll hit, you'll click the button that says Join Now, and then you'll be right with us. It's going to be a wonderful night. I hope you can join us. Look forward to seeing you. Have a great night otherwise, and I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.